to the Felt Recall Podcast. Glad to have you here for episode number 135. My name is Chris. I will be your MC for this evening's festivities. My counterpart is on the road for work. On behalf of myself and himself, we apologize for no episode last week. Um, I was sick, too sick, I would argue, to speak at length at all, even enough to tell you there would be no episode. So um, I was under the weather, and he was on the road. So we had to take a week off. But I am back. He, however, is still on the road. Work keeps him busy. Thanks for being here. Uh, Let's get to the rundown. There's a lot going on that's worth talking about, but uh, I'll get to it in due time and in short order. Um, Got some housekeeping to talk about. Got our charity of choice. We've got Merrick Garland audio that is absolutely terrifying. If you're following this guy, President Biden would like him to be the Attorney General for the United States of America, and I'm sure he's been comfy cozy on his... uh, seat in D.C. there as a judge. I think he can stay there uh, for as long as is necessary, but I don't think he needs to be the attorney general. He's a very terrifying human being, and I'll play you audio in a minute. (laughs) That will prove why. I'm not going to play the audio, but it's worth hunting down where he doesn't really care if a racist is in charge of the civil rights division in the AG's office. Doesn't really care about that. Somebody who has said, Certain people with certain racial features uh, are better people, are more physically fit people than other people, which is incredibly racist. He doesn't care about any of that. But he has some disturbing and terrifying audio you should hear. And then um, our Voda of the Week. We'll get to that as well. Okay, let's start with our charity of choice. This week, it is the Barstool Fund. If you haven't heard of the Barstool Sports Fund, I don't know where you've been, but if you know of a small business that has been negatively impacted by big government during COVID, that's who the Barstool Sports Fund is helping. Now, they're not saying it that way. I'm phrasing it that way um, because I think that's some of what's happened under COVID is self-inflicted by some very seriously weird and um, illogical moves by small business owners. Uh, There's a place in our town that says you have to be healthy to eat there you can't go if you're not healthy Uh, that's all they say they don't say you have to be COVID negative they say if you're hungry and you're healthy so if you're obese I'm supposing you can't eat there they don't want people who are uh, predispositioned to heart disease to show up and die on their watch is what I'm supposing diabetics no sir Uh, you have to be healthy (laughs) I wonder if they stand at the door and tell fat people that whoa you see our Instagram post We're on Facebook, bro. You got to be healthy to eat here. Run a lap. Come back. Anyway, uh, there are those people, and they're kind of getting what's coming to them. You make your decisions as a business, and you either thrive or you die, and that's up to you. Uh, But there are other businesses who legitimately can't survive in places like New York and New Jersey because of big government policy. And so the Barstool Fund is helping those businesses. Dave Portnoy seems to be a really down-the-middle, apolitical kind of guy. Uh, doesn't seem to take sides politically like that about him. He's a very common sense fella. Um, and he's got this website set up. You can find it at feltrecoolshow.com. Click over to our Facebook page. And right there is a link to the Barstool Fund. And you can go down, by the way, and, and select a specific business to donate your money to. Or you can donate it to the fund in general. And they will disperse the funds to those in need. Number two... 
I uh, want to do a reminder to you that our prior podcast hosting service is going away. And this will be the second to last episode available through that service. And all that means, all that means is that Felt Recoil is now available in two separate spots on uh, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere else, you're fine. But if you're getting this through Apple, you need to make sure you're getting the anchor version of the podcast. Really nothing to think about. Just remember this. If in two weeks you don't see Felt Recoil pop up, and we'll remind you next week as well, but if, if Felt Recoil doesn't pop up the following week and you wonder where Felt Recoil went, just search it again. That's all you have to do because it's out there twice right now. There's two separate ones. There's some sort of weird thing as we're moving from one platform to the other. There's a weird thing happening where it's available in two places. One of them may well go away. The other will not. So just know that. Okay. You might have to search us again and resubscribe. Sorry for any inconvenience, mom. It's not hard. Just do it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let that be that and we'll move on. I think... I'll back up just a second. I think we're all over the COVID stuff, right? I think it's fair to say that the majority of the world, people you wouldn't think would be over COVID are over COVID. We've seen enough of the don't leave your house garbage. We see people like Mitt Romney capitalizing on 500,000 deaths for political gain and saying, well, this is a tragedy heavily implying it could have been avoided had Trump not been president and saying essentially that as long as we're willing to trust and listen to the government, things will be fine. Remember, the same people, Fauci, who are in charge now, Fauci, who said way back when that masks were ineffective, Fauci, are now saying you need three masks, Fauci, to survive the pandemic, Fauci. So people like Fauci, who never forget is the highest paid public worker in the country. He makes more than the president of the United States. And here's a guy who shifts with the political winds like a waving, wacky, flailing arm car salesman balloon thing. Hat tip to family guy. He can't make his mind up on what's right or wrong. He's not following the science. He's a populist to a degree. He's really following the zeitgeist, seeing which way that wind blows. And then he's saying whatever he thinks people want to hear so that he can maintain power. He is a fraud. By all accounts, in my opinion, he is a fraud. And he's making a lot of money to convince people to believe and buy into his fraud. If that wasn't the case, by the way, I think if he knew that the science spoke for itself, I think if he was confident that people trusted him, he wouldn't be so ubiquitous. He's everywhere. You can't turn to YouTube to watch anything without seeing 12 interviews with that guy from the girl in the bowl of Cheerios or in a bathtub full of Cheerios like Obama did. You can't get away from her uh, and you can't, you know, from, from her to CNN to Stephen Colbert to everybody that they have Fauci, Fauci, Fauci everywhere because they are indoctrinating people to believe that this man is some sort of legitimate authority when he's been wrong, 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 as wrong as everybody else, as wrong as everybody else. And as we said months and months ago, you have to decide if you're going to choose what you're seeing, what you have seen, or you, you choose to believe what you're being shown by other people. My life experience 
is that the very elderly members of my family, immediate family, have gotten COVID and have gotten better. Other people have different life experiences where, by all accounts, very healthy people have gotten COVID and side effects of COVID may have contributed to their deaths. And that's a terrible, terrible thing. You start to examine what we've done over the last year and a half now to try to be kind to people about COVID. Oh, we're approaching a year. True enough. 11 months. We've locked ourselves down. We did two weeks to flatten the curve. We started working from home more often. We wear masks when we go into certain businesses, which, by the way, I think we've been pretty principled and consistent in this. If you're a private business and you want to require masks, you can go to that. That can become your new norm. The problem is when the government begins to mandate it on people. The government has no authority to do that because there's no significant, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I would, I think it's safe to argue there's no significant um, health concern to the general public that the government can prove. And you say, well, how can you say that with 500,000 deaths? Well, then you remember the, the waters there are muddied. People in Florida have died in motorcycle accidents and were later found to have COVID. It's much, uh, much more complex than just 500,000 people died as a result of COVID. We know that the number is actually much, much lower, that they're inflating the number by saying if you had COVID and you died, then you died from COVID. That's not the way it should work at all. COVID is usually one of three contributors to someone's death. The vast majority of these people had two pre-existing conditions, then they get COVID and die. That is mostly what happens. So my grandmother with Parkinson's got COVID and did not die from it. She is all better, and um, that's just her story. So all I'm saying is that you have the me's of the world who have seen it firsthand. My parents and my grandma have had it. Um, friends, uh, coworkers, neighbors, they've had it. They've all gotten better. And so we, we start to not buy into the narrative that it's a death sentence to get COVID, right? And now I think the tenor of the public is changing. And so here was an interesting thing that happened today. I had coffee with a friend this morning and we walked in a small coffee shop and I had, I had that feeling of walking in and they had a sign on the door that said you had to have a mask on to come in. So we put our masks on and we go in and we order and then realize there's really nowhere to sit. There's one little table right there by the entrance with four chairs, and they have the rest of it closed off. There's no food available, nothing. I mean, not even a, a, a pack of crackers to snack on. And I thought to myself, this is the kind of business I won't warn when it closes. Like, who cares? They chose this. They've chosen to make a cocoon and hide away. And then they're going to cry a river when they have to shut her up because, well, look what COVID did. Well, no, look what you did. Look what you did. You have an entire dining room. You could open up, you could seat people every other table. If you wanted to, you're choosing to do it this way. The government in this town, at least isn't mandating people can't eat inside. I've eaten inside of restaurants, shoulder to shoulder on the same road. This coffee house is on and this coffee house is just choosing to have a panicked approach. And so when they have to close their doors because of COVID, that's on them. 
That's on them. They're not hurting because of the government. It's a self-inflicted wound. So my buddy and I are sitting at a table, and these two gentlemen walk in who were, I would say, into the se- their 70s, and they each order a coffee, and then they go to try to sit, and they realize everything's closed. It's raining outside. There's no other options. raining everywhere. And the man turns to the girl behind the counter. And he says, hey, can we sit over here? She says, no, no, it's closed. And he says, we just bought coffee from you, and we can't sit over there for 10 minutes to enjoy it and talk to each other? She said, no, sir, the dining room's closed. He said, we can't sit in your dining room after buying coffee from you for 10 minutes. And she said, okay, where do you want to sit? And he said, anywhere, we don't care. And so she let him sit. And, I, and, I, and my friend is across from me and we're listening. And kind of obviously it's one of those things that takes over. It's a small space. And I start lightly pounding on the table. And I go, let them sit. Let them sit. It's so ridiculous. I won't go back. I'd never been before then. I'd been now. And I thought, man, man, like the absurdity of thank you for your money. Get out. Get out. And any, this is what I've said time and time again. You can live in fear, and you can choose to live your life that way. But if you're going to be rude to everybody, if you're going to turn yourself into an, just a complete jerk as a result of you choosing to live in fear, then you're going to get what's coming to you. And that's exactly what's happening, is that we're becoming worse people because of what we're ingesting. And this kind of became the conversation over the coffee was look at what social media and the news has done to us. Like look at who we're becoming because we think the echo chamber we create for ourselves on Facebook is real. We think that's real life. We think that when we go on Facebook and we live a life where the first thing we think of is, is that an appropriate Facebook status? Because we want to put it out there because we believe what we think is true is that we have this pulpit and we can get in that pulpit and we can pound our fist and everyone gets in an uproar and the majority of of John Q. Public supports what we have to say and then we'll get those dissenters and we and our minions will just disintegrate them. We will annihilate them with our logic and our arguments when really, when really what we've done is we've created an echo chamber. We've turned around, we're preaching to the choir and the choir is cheering and occasionally somebody in the crowd will go, Hey, you guys are flipping crazy, and then we all turn against them and we get mad. It is a disease. It is a very, very bad thing. There is not a screenshot out there of someone saying on the Internet, you know what, foe, you are correct. This debate has led me to believe you are correct. I have reached a higher moral plateau because of you, and I thank you for that. I really do. It doesn't exist because it doesn't happen because that's not why we're on social media. We're on social media so that people will help us confirm what we already believe. Whether it's true or not, that's what we want. Self-affirmation. We want people to applaud when we say certain things. And we want to believe that we're saying something new. Even though you and I both know. Most of the time, those people are just echoing things they saw some talking heads say on Fox News 15 minutes before. And now it becomes their thought. And they're going to tell you, I heard this, 
heard someone else develop this idea. Ergo, I am intelligent by proxy because I was willing to listen and hear them say that. The world is over COVID. We're over it. We're tired of it. And I hope and I pray we're kind of done playing along with the game. I hope more businesses. See, here's the thing. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't think it's going to get me in trouble. I, I'm shopping for a new mountain bike right now. And if you know me, you know I won't shut up about it. <laughs> but there are certain places you'll go and you're required to wear the mask inside. And there's certain places you go and you're not. And so my hope is to do business with the place where it's not required. Because I think it's important that those places begin getting the attention they deserve uh, and the business they deserve. Because I think unless we put the pressure where it counts, where if we can't work together and support the businesses that aren't enforcing these crazy mandates, if we don't do that for them, uh, then everybody thrives equally or they don't find the success they need to buoy them through these uncertain times. But if we can... If we can do that, if we all choose to go to the businesses and say, look, I'm going to come in here because you don't whine about the mask. You're not panicky. You're not rude to me because of it. If we do that, then the businesses that are acting that way will be forced to stop acting that way. The free market will do its thing. And that, that would be lovely. So anyway, it was fun to watch those guys revolt today. I hope more people begin to do it. Look, again, if you're a private business and you want people to wear the mask inside, it's not all about that. That's fine. You can require that, and then we can decide if we want to do business with you or not. It's one thing in my book to require the mask. It's an entirely different thing to require the mask and treat me like I have the plague when I walk in. You don't know me. I don't know you. I can't even see your face. I can barely see your eyes sometimes. Sometimes your eyes and most of your nose because you don't know how the mask works. That's fine. If you're a private business and that's the way you want to do business, it's weird, but you're okay to do that. You have every right to do that. On the flip side, I don't have to do business with you and the baker doesn't have to bake the cake. Fair enough? I think so. Okay, uh, by the way, are you watching gas prices? Holy moly, gas prices are skyrocketing. If you have money in the stock market, it's just best to not even look. It's best to not even look. It is going to get worse before it gets better. But we'll be all right. We've only got a few years to put up with it, and then the pendulum will swing the other way. Uh, this will not, this won't last. People are already seeing the writing on the wall. Pipeline workers that are in unions are going, wait, what? I thought, but no? Crap. One thing you will need is food, water, coffee, those small things in life that you just have to have. Uh, and you can get them through My Patriot Supply. FeltRecoilShow.com slash My Patriot Supply. And that is where you can get codes for discounts for coffee that'll last on the shelf for up to 30 years. And it's really, really good coffee. You can get it by the tub. You can get it at a discount. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's like a dime a cup. Uh, not bad at all, but it's not cheap in quality. It's affordable and it is quality. And you can find it at FeltRecoilShow.com slash my Patriot Supply, uh, My Patriot Supply, they give you food, fresh entrees, vegetables, fruit, coffee, you name it. They got it. Life straws, 
You want to find a water source and drink directly from it in time of need? They've got those too. Check it out. FeltRecoalShow.com slash MyPatriotSupply. Okay, uh, Merrick Garland is up for attorney general status. Ching, ching, right? Uh, if you don't remember, Merrick Garland is the guy that got nominated by Barack Obama for the Supreme Court in 2016. And the Republicans at the time said, ooh, absolutely not. Not going to happen. And they knew they knew better than we did at the time. I think we knew he was trouble. I don't know that we knew he was an absolute buffoon, which he really truly is. It's terrifying and disturbing that Merrick Garland, under questioning in the Senate, is it the Senate? I think it was the Senate, uh, unable, unable to say whether or not crossing the border illegally is even a crime. Not a joke. He couldn't more tell about you. about the law enforcement challenges at the border, which I know a number of other members have brought up with you. Just a, a fundamental question. Do you believe that illegal entry at America's border should remain a crime? Well, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the president has... Uh, Made clear that we are a country of uh, with the borders and with the. <laughs> okay, wait, wait one second. I've got it. First of all, did you hear what he just said? We are a country of of of, and he was going to say laws, because that's what people say. We're a country of law and order. Uh, but then he had to had to route that because he can't say that because that's the question: <laughs> is are we a country of laws or not? And he's not going to answer because he doesn't want to be a country of laws. They want anarchy, right? Not really. They don't. They want to maintain power by giving everything you and I work hard for to people who aren't even supposed to be here in the first place. Okay. They want to reward crime in this country in exchange for their votes. So he can't answer. Number two, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I know why he's there. He's there because the last thing Biden needs is to be surrounded by people smarter than him. And if you listen to how he starts his response, tell me this isn't Biden answering every question he's ever been asked. Thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the president has uh, made clear that we are a country of, uh, with the borders and with the concern about national security. Um, I don't know of a proposal to uh, decriminalize but still make it uh, unlawful to enter. I just don't know the answer to that question. I haven't thought about it. Um, it will you continue to prosecute un unlawful border crossings? Well, uh, this is, again, a, a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will, uh, uh, the department uh, will uh, prevent unlawful um, uh, crossing. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I just don't know exactly what the conditions are and how this is uh, uh, done. I think if um, um, I don't know what the current program even is with respect uh, to this, um, if there, um, so mm. uh, I, I, I assume that the answer would be yes, but I don't. I don't know what the. <laughs> I would assume the answer would be yes. Will you continue to prosecute people for illegally crossing the border? I mean, I would assume the answer to be yes, but I'm just not sure. Now, obviously, the attorney general serves at the president's will. And so what he's telling them is, I don't know. I don't know the president's position. I don't know the president's position, which, by the way, that bolsters the idea I threw out a week or two ago that 
President Biden has an incredibly small circle because he's so incoherent that he's being channeled through his handlers. That's, that's not a conspiracy. At this point, that is presumption based on evidence we have in front of us, which includes the nominee for Attorney General of the United States of America not knowing the sitting president's policy position on whether or not we will prosecute people who enter the country illegally. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know what to tell you, which means he hasn't spoken to the president about it. Example number two, Saki's constant, I'll circle back to you with the media. She doesn't meet with the president as regularly as her predecessors did. Not with Biden, right? But even Trump's people knew right off the cuff where he stood on things, meaning they were in the room with him most every day during all the important conversations. And then they went out there and told the press what his positions were on things. Biden's team can't do that. Biden's nominee for attorney general can't do that. Doesn't know Biden's position on prosecuting illegal entry into the United States of America. Lest we forget, illegal entry into the United States of America results in murder. It results in death by drunk driving at an astronomical rate. It results in human trafficking across the southern border where children are taken from their families and used as pawns so that people can fake like they're the family member of that child so they don't get separated when they cross the border and then they can go out and about on their own free will. They're released to, quote-unquote, take care of their family. They hand the child back to the coyotes, who then takes the child back south of the border and recycles the child so that that kid can be made to suffer another voyage across the desert and hopefully survive and witness untold misery, by the way. If you've never read about a rape tree, you should do that now. You should Google what a rape tree is at the southern border. Or don't, because I'll tell you. It is where the coyotes and the people illegally crossing the border will rape women and young girls as they cross the border, and then they take their underwear and hang it from branches of trees as a barbaric trophy of what they've done. They exist, they are real, and they're documented. And these are the people who will be rewarded with college scholarships for their children and the next COVID bailout package for their small business that they've set up since they arrived. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's who the next COVID package relief is for. Biden is saying so, just so we're clear. Mayor Garland is set to be your next attorney general, and he can't tell you if the president wants to prosecute those people. Think long and hard about that. That's where we're going. It makes it hard to say that the country is recoverable if that's the direction we're heading. It really doesn't matter. If they give it away like that, what else can we do? Okay. Got it? I'll get off the soapbox. Hey, uh, (laughs) this week's Voda is a good one. Stick around. I'll tell you how I had to tell my kids about it. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. 
if you don't already, one day, hopefully, you'll have kids because they really are a gift. They're, they're wonderful. I, I love having kids. I would have never thought I would say that. We have three in my house, and I love them dearly. My boys, eight and six years old respectively, are obsessed with YouTubers. They don't watch TV. They don't even know what a TV show is. They get mad when commercials start because that's weird to them. Although YouTube's doing a good job of acclimating them to the idea. This week's vote of the week was a life lesson for them. They were watching a thing recently from a guy called Unspeakable, who seems like a good guy. Seems cool. I don't know. He's you know he's a goof. That's what gets. That's what gets. Uh, it grabs and holds kids' attention when people are really really goofy. I can't take too much of it. Like I'm a five minute max kind of guy with that whole. Let me yell at the camera the whole time. But they have clever ideas, and, and they're good at what they do. And so I wish them all the success in the world. But they were watching him do a thing where he, quote-unquote, broke into an overnight uh, – or he broke into a candy store that was closed and stayed there all night eating all the candy and the ice cream and this and that. Clever idea. Kids are enraptured by it. And I say to them, hey, real quick, it's important to me that you guys understand that this is all – coordinated. Do you know what coordinated means? No, dad, we don't. You and your big words, you smart man, you, that's exactly what they said. And I said, uh, that means that you work together with somebody to make something happen. You coordinate it. Okay. We we're going to work together to make this thing happen. And so what has happened here is that this guy and his friends, uh, said to the shop, we will come here and film. We'll give you a lot of really good attention. People will think we broke in. That's the way we're going to play it on our video. Our people will clean up the mess. We'll pay for everything we eat. We'll pay for, you know, having it de- you know, sanitized and all that when we leave. And that candy store said, you got it. And that candy store was smart to do it because, I mean, this guy gets millions of hits easy like that, right? So it's all it's all entertainment, and that's, that's fine. I'm not, I don't want to seem like I'm degrading what these people do because they're entertaining people and good for them. And they're clean humor kind of guys. I mean, you know, they're not shock value or anything weird, but they're just being goofy, putting their head under the candy thing and pulling the lever and it gets up the guy's nose and he blows it out of his nose. And you know, my little boys are, it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. So good for them. But I say to them, I just, I need to make sure you know that this is not real life. This is really, really funny. They've done a great job, but it didn't happen this way. And uh, it's important to me that you know that and I had to say to them, because I thought it drove the point home, and maybe I don't know if this makes me a crazy parent or not, but I did. I just told them the story. I said, so you know, there was a guy in Tennessee, not far from here, about four-hour drive to Nashville from our home, and he thought, you know what I'll do? I'll make a YouTube video that'll get a bunch of clicks, and I'm going to take this fake knife, and I'm going to hide in a parking lot of an urban air trampoline and adventure park, and I'm going to chase after people with this fake knife. And I'm going to scare them, and they're going to run from me, and I'm going to post that on YouTube. And then lo and behold, lo and behold, he approached a group that included David Starnes Jr., according to Fox News, who was 23 years old and was legally carrying a concealed firearm at the time. Wilkes pulls his knife, runs at the group, and Starnes shoots him dead on the spot. Fake knife, real gun, right there in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. Because this guy, this kid, really, I mean, they call him a man who's 20 years old, 
legal adult. I'm 40. Maybe it makes me old, but feels like a kid, man. I mean, to the government, he's a kid, right? I think in the state of Florida, he can't even buy an AR-15. So he's a kid. Shot dead because he needed those clicks. Because to him, that's what mattered. Terrifying proposition as a parent. Like, easy to laugh about, right? <laughs> like, oh, dummy, Darwin Award winner, twice over. But also, please understand it's fake. My goodness, please understand it's fake. So I had to tell him. And <laughs> my six poor six-year-old kid, he looks up the TV, he looks at the unspeakable guy, and he looks back at me and he goes, is that who got shot? And I said, oh, he missed the point. <laughs> he missed the point. I said, no, he didn't get shot. He didn't get shot. Some guy that wanted to be like him but didn't understand it was fake. It's all fake. It's not real. Some guy that didn't understand that got shot because he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go out and scare people. There are real-world consequences, even for the things you think will make good social media content, which, as A4 mentioned, isn't real in the first place. Hey, that's it for episode 135 of the Felt Recall Podcast. Appreciate you hanging out. More content at FeltRecallShow.com. We'll come back in seven days. My main man, Patrick, hopefully he'll be back and you'll get to hear his opinion on this crapshoot of a show that I did this week. We'll see you in seven days for another episode of the Felt Recall Podcast.